This is AgriPulse Open Mic, brought to you by Charleston Orwig. They love you, they love you not. They love you, they love you not. They love you, they love you not. Sometimes how others view your business can be confusing and unfair. Charleston Norway can help you better understand and protect your name. Take control of your company's reputation by visiting charlestonorwig.com. And now, AgriPulse Open Mic. Commissioner Steve Troxler, thank you very much for being our guest on AgriPulse Open Mic. I always love the opportunity to talk about agriculture in North Carolina and the United States, so uh, I appreciate the opportunity. Well, let me put you in a position of being the... Uh, president of the uh, National Association of State Departments of Agriculture, NASDA, and see if you could give me an overview. I'm sure it will have your own local interest in it, but we are going into um, an unknown time here, and we've got a number of issues that are agricultural that may be popping up in the future. Um, One of those is uh, the next farm legislation with the members divided on the programs and the goals of it. Um, How is NASDA addressing that? You know, we decided uh, this year that we would, uh, the thing that we really needed to do was to to focus on uh, some of the uh, issues that were vitally important to us. And there are several, uh, seven different uh, areas that we decided to, to work very hard on. And uh, those being uh, uh, the market access program, the MAP program, and trade development, uh, specialty crops, block grants, uh, flexible and locally driven conservation programs. Uh, we all know that uh, we have invasive species uh, across the country, so focusing on uh, the funding for the invasive species program. Uh, agricultural research, we all know that we've got to have the research to move forward, so agricultural research is an area that we're concentrating on uh, a safety net for our dairy producers. Uh, we all know that uh, they continue to go through a, a tough time, so a safety net is essential. Uh, and then uh, administrative funding for the cooperative programs that uh, that we administer as partners with the federal government. Outside of this just a little bit, the area of crop insurance. Do you think that crop insurance is enough risk uh, protection uh, to eliminate disaster programs and direct payments that farmers are getting today? Well, you know, I think uh, in a real world, if the crop insurance program was adequate, the, you know, the, the answer would probably be yes. But right now, it's not. Uh, and the reason being that uh, I think we've seen since uh, the, the drought last year that livestock producers uh, were hit especially hard, and they don't have an safe, uh, effective safety net uh, without the disaster programs. And we've also got other crops that the crop insurance uh, program doesn't work you know, as well right now as it does in other areas. So there's uh, there's work that needs to be done before I think we can say we don't need a safety net. So a safety net is essential right now. What about conservation funding? Do you feel like the lack of money in Washington is going to have a uh, negative effect on conservation programs, cost sharing, et cetera, in years ahead? You know, I think uh, almost certainly it will. If the, if the conservation programs aren't funded, then, we, you know, we're going to go backwards. Uh, we at the state level are, are in the same situation with budgets, and, uh, you know, but we can never lose that focus, uh, uh, you know, on the value of conservation and conserving the natural resources uh, that we have to have in agriculture. And 
to go even further to uh, to protect the farmland with uh, conservation easements and programs that encourage people to keep this uh, these natural resources in agriculture. Could I ask you about your NASDA views and position on immigration reform? Many in agriculture are saying they simply won't have enough workers if we don't have some type of guest worker program, but I wonder within your membership if you have a position. We actually do, and, and to tell you the truth, we have been working on a position for, for some time, and, and it's controversial among the, the different commissioners and secretaries and directors, but uh, we're not maybe as political as some of the uh, the congressional and senatorial people are, and we were able to reach a, a compromise on immigration that we think uh, you know could be enacted and would be very effective. We all know that we have got to have uh, immigration reform, and, and and we've got to have a, an agricultural guest worker program that uh, provides us with the trained workers and the the steadiness of a workforce that we have to have for perishable crops. So. You know, our position is, yes, uh, we need uh, federal uh, uh, immigration reform right now that uh, that does include reforms to our guest worker programs, the H-2A and H-2B programs that uh, have become so bureaucratic and so expensive. They've got to be reformed. We, we know the border has got to be secured. Uh, all of us realize that. But at the same time, we want to make sure that uh, – the, the guest worker programs and E-Verify uh, all walk hand-in-hand hand with the, the security at the border. Commissioner Troxler, uh, they've just now putting into effect the uh, Food Safety Modernization Act, and I'm seeing a little pushback from the states. What is the concern of that act going into effect? Well, you know, the, the concern is we're going to go from a uh, uh, basically a non-regulated industry uh, to a fully regulated industry, much like the meat industry is, and you know we want to make sure that our farmers are are, are educated and up to speed on uh, you know what this is going to mean to them, and, and you know there are exemptions in there in the uh, the act, but you know I think uh, our goal, uh, and we've worked on work with FDA on on some of the rules and and especially uh, how it's going to affect small farmers, but our goal is that. You know, we have a safe food supply, and we can get rid of some of these uh, national recalls that damage markets. Uh, you know, every time that uh, we have a recall of any commodity, the public's confidence in that commodity erodes, and uh, it, it hurts markets. So uh, we know that we've got to, to focus on preventative measures that will uh, make the food supply safer and, and hopefully not disrupt markets. Another area of Washington politics, and that is the pending sequester, and whether a full sequester or some portion of it would be uh, damaging to each of the state departments of agriculture. You know, I think uh, there's been a lot of discussion about you know what would happen if uh, if there is a furlough of meat and poultry inspectors across the country, and we all know that this would be devastating to the livestock industry and, and to retail industry. So. You know that's of, of great concern to everybody, but you know as you as you look further down the line, we all have uh, cooperative programs with the federal government that you know that this, this uh, sequestration could affect, and, and we wonder about that. And then longer term, we worry about you know what will the budget cuts in Washington mean for for joint programs that we administer and, and federal grants where we're actually doing work for the federal government under these grants and. 
you know, and, and then you go further down the road, we're into uh, trying to implement the uh, Food Safety Modernization Act, and if uh, FDA inspectors are, are laid off or they're not funded, then, uh, you know, where does this leave the states? Uh, the states are not in a position to carry this on their own. Their own. Uh, and the Food Safety Modernization Act uh, does call for an integrated food safety system that is a partnership between the federal and state governments. So, you know, there's, there's a lot of uncertainty out here right now. Although you're a coastal state, a lot of the interior states are concerned now about the infrastructure allowing them to export and compete in the world market. And I wonder if NASDA has any views on improving the locks and dams on our river system on the interior of the U.S.? We certainly do. Uh, you know, we've discussed the the, uh, the problem with the lack of dredging and the lack of maintenance in harbors and inlets, and uh, and we realize that, uh, you know, when you start talking about the Mississippi River and 60% of the grain coming down the Mississippi and what an important uh, component of the export of grain is, uh, the, the river is, then, it's a great concern, uh, and you look at export numbers growing across the nation. Uh, it, it's a big concern for us, and and we certainly want to see uh, the money dedicated to do the dredging and and the work in our waterways that needs to be. Uh, even here in North Carolina, we do have two ports, uh, both Wilmington and Moorhead City, and and a several inlets, and it's become a major issue in uh, our Oregon inlet. Uh, the lack of dredging, and, uh, you know, it's beginning to really affect uh, commerce in the fishing industry, the boat building industry, and even the recreational fishing industry. So, uh, you know, this is a big uh, a big issue with us and, and something we're going to urge Congress to act on. Finally, I would uh, give you the opportunity to tell me about North Carolina agriculture for our audience uh, as far as what the uh, the coming industry may be and uh the, uh, the the kinds of uh, crops and livestock that are most prevalent in your state? Well, you know, uh, we are very proud of our agriculture here in North Carolina, and we actually like, uh, rank fourth uh, nationally in diversity. And uh, our top commodities include uh, broilers and hogs, turkeys, greenhouse, nursery, floriculture, Christmas trees, soybeans, cotton, corn, and tobacco. <laughs> so uh, we we do a lot of agriculture here, uh, and there's a lot of opportunity. We're the number one industry in North Carolina at over $72 billion, and the good news is we're growing. Uh, exports are very important to us here. We got the latest export numbers, and we grew exports of agricultural products by half a billion dollars in one year. So we're on the right track, and 2013 uh, looks like a great year if the weather cooperates. You had a major surge in your hog population uh, a couple of decades ago. Have you uh, leveled that out, or has it declined? Well, we are pretty stable in the hog industry in North Carolina. In fact, we rank number two uh, behind Iowa in the production of hogs. And uh, the the truth of the matter is the livestock industry contributes about 66% of our farm gate receipts here in North Carolina. So it, it's very important. It's, uh, it's stable right now. And... Uh, it's something that we're very proud of. Well, Commissioner Troxler, thank you very much for speaking with us on AgriPulse Open Mic. Well, I certainly appreciate the opportunity, and uh, we're looking for a great year nationally in agriculture, and uh, and I, the, the future looks so rosy to me. Uh, you know, I'm just excited to be a part of it. That's AgriPulse Open Mic for this week, brought to you by Charleston Orwig. Take control of your company's reputation 
by visiting charlestonorwig.com. I'm Ken Root.